everybody and welcome to our passion pot. I am today just absolutely delighted to welcome a very, very special guest here with me, Fernando Garibay. Um, Google will tell you a lot about him. And as you know, I never introduce people when they're sitting right in front of me because there's no way to do them justice. And it's much better to hear the story firsthand. Fernando, actually, I don't really want to start with, you know, hearing the history, but I want to, I want to ask you something that I kind of took out of our little uh, chat that we had earlier. When you got to Switzerland, when was that? When did you arrive here? When did you get out of the plane? Uh, it's a bit of a blur, like most of my career, but <laughs> uh, I got here, uh, was it Monday? Monday, Monday. Do you remember the first sound you heard when you touched the oh, ground? Oh, you you're good. You're good at this. <laughs> the first sound I heard was, um, well, I mean, when I landed? Yeah, just anything that stood out for you, because I can imagine that just sort of the sounds of Switzerland, the sounds of LA are quite different. Okay, the, the most, the, I would say, okay, so I have... Um, my earpiece is on, so mm. I'm listening to audiobooks like consistently, mm -hmm, like I mentioned. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. obsessed. Uh, so I didn't hear anything when I landed, but but what when I took the train to get my luggage, I heard mm -hmm. uh, this this welcome to S Switzerland. Oh, do you know that the one? yodeling thing? The yodeling thing. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> so specific. And and I I you know it's behind you, so you take the train right, and you see there's a there's a a, a like mold mold like. Yeah. motion tv that's mm -hmm. moving it's so bizarre and beautiful at the same time and and so i'm exhausted and like waiting like getting looking forward to getting my luggage and there's some yodeling in the background and i'm like what is going on it right is now? surreal isn't it surreal surreal yeah but magical it's like it's like did i just go to disneyland <laughs> like where <laughs> yeah. am i right now but it, that was special so i think that's that's the first moment I had. that's it's a like, good first impression i'm not in the u.s anymore Yeah, that's a very funny first impression. Did you also walk by Roger Federer? Uh, do they still have that? I don't. They they used to have this almost like a hologram of, of Roger Federer. It's no. just a video display, but mm -mm. it's the it's the strangest thing. Who welcomes you to to Switzerland? It's amazing. It's pretty warm. Very friendly. Yeah, very very friendly. friendly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Switzerland is, I guess. Okay, cool. I mean, that is a that is a surreal. It always made me think for some reason of the Hunger Games, that yodeling. I don't know yes, why. Yes, it does. Actually, the the, the airport kind of feels that way, mm. bit, right? It's, it's very beautiful, surreal. right? It's, but it's very stoic at the same mm. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a, a pleasurable airport experience. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. It's a lovely little uh, story. We this this podcast is just kind of dedicated to to passion in a very broad sense, mm. right? And of course, it, it, you've worked intensely with passionate people, intensely in the music industry as a producer, as a as a DJ yourself. So if I be so, can be so blunt, when the, this sort of spark and hunger in you to, to pursue music in whichever way, right? In, in, in listening to it or, or making it yourself, um, when did that, where does this come from? And this, does the spark unshakably live in you in the same way? Has it shifted? Has it changed? What's the, that like sort of source of passion? That's, I'm going to start by potentially, maybe forgive me, but rephrasing that question. Absolutely. W w what drives this type of performance? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that question comes with, with this, this um, for uh, maybe some of your audience members or uh, listeners, I should say, what can I, what's similar to what he's done, mm -hmm. right? When, when you look at successful people, it's like you want to see some kind of comparison. Right. And there's this, 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 um, um, a bit of like, well, if he did these key ingredients, 
can, if he has these key ingredients or she has these key ingredients, maybe I can repeat those yeah. key ingredients mm-hmm. to get to that success point. Yeah. So, so that's why I rephrased the question a little bit. Um, to be frank, I think passion is equivalent to this, a certain level of urgency, right? Mm-hmm. A certain, to express yourself. Mm-hmm. For me, at least, mm-hmm. to um, to be heard, mm-hmm. right? yeah, and 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 to feel connected to someone. Mm-hmm. So when I look at the what's in common with not just me but a lot of great performers I've worked with, it is that same urgency, right? This um, beyond urgency, this desperation to express themselves, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. it's 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 interesting. Passion, it's a fine line between passion and pain. Yep. Right? Not so much pleasure. It's, it's, it's this passion and pain. And, and when, when I work with artists, uh, and, and including the way I work, it's a quick, uh, aggressive expression of your innermost, deepest, darkest things you don't mm-hmm. share with the world. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's incredible about performers is that great performers, whether they're basketball or sports athletes, et cetera, are able to do this in seconds. Right. 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 So, so passion, I just see it as, uh, for me and for the artists that I work with, is it's this ur- desperate urgency to articulate what they're going through. It f- fantastically put. Thank you for, for rephrasing it like that because it, it also touches on something that we might sometimes forget when we talk about passion in this pure sense because we always have sort of a euphoric attachment to, to mm-hmm. the word passion is fearlessness, right? Like th- that's another dimension of that. So, so when, when okay, so I'll, I'll backtrack a bit because I, I think I need some background to share where my mm-hmm. perspective is coming from. Uh, a lot of... Um, Greatness has come from trauma mm-hmm. in many fields, yeah. right? But particularly the in the entertainment industry, and it is this post-traumatic growth that happens when you create art through mm-hmm. your suffering, mm-hmm. right? Now you don't need to suffer to create great art, but there's this um, this desperation that comes out and needing to 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 somehow cathartically give away that trauma, shed. that pain, yeah. shed right mm-hmm. this 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 process. And in that process, there's no room for fear. Fear is a luxury at that point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So so that specific aspect that I keep seeing over that, I know that what that, what that looks like in someone's face, that need to express that aspect that they can't express. Yeah. That's a luxury that us artists have is mm-hmm. that professionals do this every day mm-hmm. and are have the ability to, to, to create these cathartic, cathartic moments, this, these moments of relinquishing that pain for three minutes and 30 seconds through a, through a song, mm-hmm. right? Or through mm-hmm. a painting, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's what we're able to do. Mm-hmm. And in a way, that's our salvation. But when it's limited to that, that three minutes and 30 seconds, mm-hmm. it's very fleeting. So it's not sustainable in, mm-hmm. in any sense of the word. So that's how we have to rethink what passion is. Right. And and define it for each. It's different for everyone. Right. But when you when we say when you ask an artist and especially the artists that I work with in my my own case studies, it is that expression of the urgency mm-hmm. to be able to express 
what they what's hard to put into words mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it can only be said through music you said earlier when you introduced this is that that we seek these kinds of tool sets or we think if we if we can equip ourselves with you know kind of that the experiential bandwidth that somebody who has success has then we'll you know we'll learn something from that i think it's also the nuances of these little these tiny learned lessons right and what you just said made me think of there's a little passage in hesse siddhartha i don't know if you may have come across that where he says that siddhartha who became the buddha, buddha right. has you know when he sets his mind on something he he there is nothing he has to pursue it like a stone sinks to the bottom of a lake right like i think mm-hmm. i think of that like very straight line and that that urgency that you're touching on kind of carries into that like there's no other way like it needs to get out like it has that it has that sort of pull and push at the same time so so to your point as as it may be considered like oh my god the suffering artist right how cliche but 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 the reality is well how about we society reframes that as thought leadership Mm -hmm. right think Mm -hmm. about this so what can creatives teach us right well first they're very great at defining meaning yes because that's what artists do every day as Mm -hmm. soon as they as soon as brush hits paint Mm -hmm. as soon as the microphone touches lips right Mm -hmm. it's it's this expression this Mm -hmm. they're defining their meaning as they as they as they as they write their Mm -hmm. story every Mm -hmm. day every day is a new story of themselves Mm -hmm. right so so what i like to challenge um different communities that i speak to is what can we learn from that process, mm-hmm. right? And when we look at different communities, global issues, et cetera, not to go beyond this conversation, beyond this immediate. Oh, go uh, wherever specific. you want to okay. go. Go. But, but <laughs> if, you th- if you think about it, so oh, this is wonderful. I can go on tangents. Yes, absolutely. Tangents are my favorite. Completely free. Uh, completely free. So, so, so we look when we look at deficits of emotional deficits. You, you, you brought something interesting in, in our previous conversation of what 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 are emotional assets right what are Mm -hmm. what is think of it what is your emotional portfolio look like right yeah and and and, but let's look at it as 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 toolkits tool sets right so what can we learn from creatives is their ability to um express the the difficult to express their ability to write their own story and we know the brain operates in narratives right the stories we tell ourselves our executive order of our brain is always looking for a story Right, Daniel Kahneman, one of my favorite writers, um, has this this bias called the fundamental attribution bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when someone cuts you off on on the freeway, right? <laughs> when someone, my friend, uh, just got cut off, and from, as we were driving here, and 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 what we don't know about the person that cut my friend off as we were driving here is that that person could have been driving his wife, who's about to deliver a baby, sure. and we didn't see that. Yeah, right. So yeah. we. The point of the fundamental attribution error in behavior economics that we, is that we don't have enough information and we're making a false attribution to the understanding of the person that we think we know. Yeah, very true. Right. So, so what artists can teach us is how to effectively understand not only another person's worldview, mm-hmm. in other words, their collective genetic, epigenetic, full for creation of themselves, including environmental influences who, that make up a person, mm-hmm. that makes up the world, their worldview, but how to rethink our worldview yeah. and 
and reframe it as a consistent journey mm -hmm. through life, mm -hmm. right? Because you always have to write your own story, right? Mm -hmm. But the, that's that's what musicians, that's what creators can teach us. Mm -hmm. It's these tools to be able to write our own narrative so we can perform or optimize our performance if you're into exec if you're an executive leader. Optimize our performance if you're an athlete. Mm -hmm. Optimize your performance if you're a scholar, or student, or or, or 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 just trying to make it to the day, mm -hmm. right? That's what creatives can teach us. That's mm -hmm. what artists can teach us. Mm -hmm. And that's been my new mission is, is, to, is to help reframe the creative class as thought leaders. Mm -hmm. so, so that's a bit of my plight currently. Mm. My mission is, is uh, throughout the history of time, we have great thinkers that were polymathic. They were musicians. I mean, when you have... I, Einstein's most regrettable moment was not continuing his career as a violinist. Exactly. That sounds silly, but but it's also a litmus as to how important creativity is, mm. right? Mm. And and that's 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 what I'm here to share. And, and I hope uh, I hope that through case studies that we're actually doing and potentially collectively looking at exploring and how what we can do together is 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 seen improving that that is the case, mm. that creative class have something more to give beyond content, beyond music for, 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 for platforms. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's thought leadership. Well, I, I, th I think it's, it's just so incredibly interesting what you're saying because there's also this, this, this layer of everything is everything, right? We think we, were tend, we tend to think in these boxes like... It might have to do, I don't know, to, with our school system or whatever that teaches us math and then afterwards English and then afterwards art, mm. right? And mm -hmm. like we, we, we tend to really kind of segregate and, yeah. and think of these like neat little packages. And yeah. if you look at the really big thinkers of our time, mm -hmm. their minds are, of course, much broader, right? And the things are much more interconnected. And, and that's, you're either, we talked about a flow state earlier, or it came up, like you're either sort of in this creative flow and in a state of vulnerability and connectiveness mm. Or you're not. So, so let me follow your thought process for mm -hmm. a second because I think it's really interesting. So the idea, first of all, of this um, in education, you have it, it's, the new norm is becoming the Ivy League institutions. It's the holistic approach to education, which is the consilience aspect of multiple disciplines merged together into a yeah. orthogonal process mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, curriculum, mm -hmm. right? So, so that's what's fascinating to me is because um, polymathic um, uh, um, Extraordinary thinkers like Galileo um, uh, and even Einstein was a polymath, um, and great painters were multi-dimensional um, in yep. their in their flow and their, in their output. And yet, when academia became uh, post-industrial academia became a bit more specialized, um, it, we lost a bit of that, mm -hmm. right? And but 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 the humanities haven't. You see, the humanities have a study of. Of um, you know how we live, yeah, right through art, through through social, through anthropo anthropology, just through, through even the behavioral sciences, right. But what's happening now, and is is as we think about the evolution of our cultures, the need to think holistically and beyond segregated, compartmentalized um, uh, disciplines. So so that mirrors equally our, our our plight is that in order to write about the world, in order to be, to express yourself through art, you know, the best artists are polymaths, mm -hmm. right? They understand a bigger worldview, whether, whether they're well-read or whether they're not, instinctually or, 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 or in, uh, um, 
through a discipline of education, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's ultimately is is holistic views that's our key. Absolutely. To the future. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I'm actually also convinced that that throughout all the options we now have of communicating, that that just moves in much more. We, mm-hmm. we talked about audiobooks, right? The, yeah. The incredible uh, bandwidth of information that is so accessible now, right? Like even I talked about this with my mother the other day. She said, like, you know, we just didn't have that it's at all, right? So I hope it's a sort of generational shift that it's simply more accessible and more available to, you, to let your mind bend where it wants to go. Do you know how I... You know my view... If I can succinctly put how I, I, I think of education, how I frame education in my head, mm-hmm. it is the study of failures. Mm, so nice, yeah. Right. So, yeah. so, so when you th- especially in, in when you when you when you think about the future of entrepreneurialism, when you think about the future of, of, of fintech, when you think about the future of of, of these different um, disciplines, yeah. Why start from ground zero? Yeah. Right. In mm-hmm. other words, mm-hmm. people have failed for you already. Right. In many mm. different ways. Such a nice and, thought. Right. And yeah. so why not? Much like sometimes it's better to, to, to buy a company than to start it from scratch. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they've done the failure for mm-hmm. it. Right. So so in that same sense, education is very much like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. um, um, because, for example, my, again, passion or desperate, urgent need to discover new ways to learn because of what some may consider as um uh defaults mm-hmm. in in my my brain such as like dyslexia or which mm. i do have or 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 adhd or whatever you may mm-hmm. frame as mm-hmm. i think of it as um a gift right so that's yeah. how i reframe and again another piece of education is through dyslexia transferred to audio right every mm. case study sure. every pdf mm-hmm. you know audio pdf to audio reader you know, do books at uh, a book a day at at, at at three point five speed on Audible, right? Or or, or yeah. it's insane. <laughs> that sounds almost stressful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it, but yeah. but but that's the thing. It's it that satisfies the hunger. That's the challenge and the yeah. hunger, right? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. that the voracious appetite, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. almost like back to this desperation and passion. Mm-hmm. So back to square one, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Passion for me equates this urgency and and desperation. To, mm-hmm. For change, I can't help but ask you though if there's also a level of discipline involved. Is it is it really <sighs> hunger or is it? Oh, sorry, this is probably opening up another half an hour of conversation. But <laughs> you know what I mean, like is it because especially this like this this urge and hunger? I I totally understand that, and I you know I okay, cool. but yeah. it very often is is complemented by also a very fierce sense for discipline and and kind of staying on course. You're absolutely they're they're right in parallel. So, yeah. so without discipline, this I, I, Jocko Willink. I'm going to quote a Navy SEAL, right? Brilliant okay. guy, right? Yeah. He, uh, he, quote, he says, "Discipline is freedom." I'm like, what? Mm. Right? Mm. Yeah. When you're disciplined, you're free to do more, right? Mm-hmm. Just like athletes, right? Mm-hmm. You're free to mm-hmm. do, you know, be more aggressive in the pursuit of excellence, mm-hmm. right? Because they're disciplined. Now. Again, to feed feed that passion, right? I, I, I needed a discipline, mm. and through repetition, I, I developed this discipline because yeah. there's for me there was no other way, mm-hmm. right, to get to this level of being able to understand what it is I do. Mm-hmm. You see, what I do has been so abstract for so long for mm-hmm. me. I mean, to describe how I take, or my 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 great. Collaborators take an idea that never existed before in the ethos, 
And then all of a sudden, there's a song. I still can't touch it, right? But my other sense can hear it. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. That's magical, right? So, but but I, I can't, that's useless in the sense that if I'm not able to articulate it, it's almost, it almost cancels it out in mm-hmm. my head, right? Because for a long time, I, I found my value in the world as how much I can contribute to it mm-hmm. through music that changed um, people's lives, mm-hmm. you see? And for example, Born This Way was very powerful because it, 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 it proved that you can, I mean, creating an LGBTQ plus anthem uh, and also for marginalized um, uh, um, Hispanics to, to Latinos to, to, to different cultures who, who, need, who didn't have a voice, Right, and and then to to with next one of the biggest artists of all time, right, and 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 get messages like this music saved my life, right, mm-hmm. like that's that's powerful and that's meaning, mm-hmm. right. That's but I but I still I still couldn't articulate how that happened. I couldn't tell you. I was having struggle, like I couldn't articulate and put it into words until I started reading about you know with Stephen Pinker, Daniel Kahneman, Nassim Taleb. Um, uh, um, these prolific thinkers, um, Noam Chomsky mm-hmm. on linguistics, right? So I have the taxonomy to create and use these new um, acqu- like broader acquired language to articulate what it is I do because I needed to share it with the world mm-hmm. because if I can do it, I can teach others how to do it mm-hmm. in their own way. And so that once I learned that there were all these disciplines that I can understand and articulate, I was able to use different disciplines to describe what it is I do. Mm-hmm. And what, did I, what I do is write stories mm. right? and teach people how to write their own story. Mm. Right? Because without understanding meaning, purpose, and what drives you to get out of bed in the morning when you have a choice to stay in bed when it's so cozy, right? Or exhausted or... or, or or lack the will to get start your day, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's important. Mm-hmm. So so it led to this discovery process of, of of giving people the ability to express yourself mm-hmm. like an artist, mm-hmm. giving you, giving an executive, giving a a, a a a a a child that needs to hear that they're important, and giving them the tools to be able to validate themselves and some and, and find their meaning equally. Mm. So so spectrum of, of of people can utilize what we creatives, musicians have already known. Mm. Is that we're able to write our own meaning. And so this process of distillation I had to figure out. Yeah. It's a very generous endeavor and that's that that well, you well, you know that you that you wanted to also open up these other channels for people to be even more inclusive and more inviting. And, and it's, it's very, that's very well. That's that's humbling, but it, but it's it it wasn't generous in my eyes. See, mm. see um, we use this metaphor when, when when a plane goes down. Who's the first to get the mask? There, the oxygen mask. The well, pi- the pilot. Yeah, of course. The pilot, right? So 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 it starts with self first, right? So for me, it was. It was a bit of a survival mechanism, you see. <laughs> like, like I, I needed, I needed desperately to, to figure this out. Like mm, what what mm. it is, what it is that that we do every day, mm. right? As creative people, mm. and how can we share that with the world? Mm. You see, I was, I, I still am driven by trying to create change in the world, right? And 
and I that's how I feel connected to 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 this world. And so through yeah, with a collaborating with the major artists is amazing, but I'm limited to the output only because of their distribution. There's only one Lady Gaga, right? There's only one Rihanna. Yeah. There's only one Taylor Swift or mm-hmm. there's only one mm-hmm. Weekend, right? And so as much as I love working in this community, and I still do, there's more output I can have by sharing the power that mm. these creatives have, including myself, mm-hmm. to provide and define meaning, to, to help define purpose, to help define mission in organizations, in academia, in finance. Isn't that interesting? In finance. What does purposeful investment look like? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's what's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And that is truly orthogonal thinking. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when I came into this building, it's, my mind's blown because this is the first building I've ever stepped in where we were able to have this conversation. Oh, that's so lovely of you to say. Thank you. And if you maybe don't mind sharing, because I think uh, it's just, this is pretty powerful. We had a moment, right? We're not going to say who it was, mm-hmm, but we, mm-hmm, we had a moment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we did, yeah. And and it started from a very much the same way how I work with yeah. these, these extraordinary artists. Mm-hmm. And I'll walk you through this process, uh, and we actually created a module around this process, right? And, and we call it Anatomy of a Hit. And we walk people through what it is to be a performance artist, mm-hmm. right, at the highest level. So we teach you how to write a hit song. And through this process, you know, think of the person sitting next to me is now a major artist. And you hired one of the most prolific producers in my, I'll say, my humblest voice. And I'm going to write you one of the best songs I can possibly write with you. And so I need some information. Mm-hmm. When an artist comes to my studio, usually they are not in the mood to create. They've just got off stage or, <laughs> or, or, you know, their life is incredibly taxing. People yeah. don't realize that every, there's a wardrobe change every hour. There's, there's you know, they're working on, the, on, the, on their, on their um, album release or they're, they're, they're planning their tour, you know, hopefully post-COVID again. Yeah. And, and the last thing to do, the, a lot of these artists have already accomplished their first mountain of success, right? Mm-hmm. This metaphoric mountain. And, and so they're not really interested in going back into the studio. From, from, and, and so my job to, is I'm limited by how much they give me, how much, how much interest they show me. Of course, me, right? yeah. So, so I, I had to create a framework that I can repeat to get the artists engaged. Mm-hmm. And that inspired Anatomy of a Hit. And this framework is, starts with a few questions that ha- happened, I shared earlier today. And we had a moving experience because... Uh, Unknowingly participant um, volunteered to be part of this process. Yeah, and exactly. it goes like this. Uh, depending on the situation, I'll ask a question that will engage the limbic system. Mm-hmm. I almost force the brain to be present mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll ask a question now. And maybe you can answer this. Mm-hmm. Sure. Is for an artist, I would say, what is your favorite song of all time? Well, what, what was the song that made you believe in this delusional dream of being a 0.000001, almost at ad infinitum, right? To 
to be a pop star, right? Mm-hmm. What song made you think of that? Think of that, yeah. yeah. And it was, it was, uh, it was usually like an answer. Like it was when Whitney sang, Whitney Houston sang this song. It was when, when, when Bono sang, uh, "With or Without You." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, it was that moment that made me see see the world differently. I felt yeah. like I belonged for the first time in my life. Right. Uh-huh. And so that's a typical conversation. Yep. Um, and so what happens when I ask that type of question and treat? A uh, individual leader from a different discipline, such as in policy or or uh, finance, and that's what happened today, right? I mm. asked a question yeah. of that nature, and your present self gets—I mean, there's something that happens when someone gives you an opportunity to be heard authentically. Absolutely, I mean, it was so moving, and and th- this. This, you know, friend and colleague of ours, I mean, again, she didn't even know she would run into you today, right? Like this was completely not, yeah, completely Mm -hmm. just just sort of by chance. And her also ability to be so vulnerable and open and willingness to let that... In front of her colleagues. In front of her colleagues. Okay, that's that's, that's what I mean. That's the power of... of First, again, this this again came from the ability to articulate what it is I do. Yeah. Right? And and, and what it is creatives do. And so... With those, with those examples, um, they're like our personal cases to show that mm-hmm. that art goes beyond uh, just a cathartic experience or mm-hmm. connection or or or, or, or escape, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Through whatever art form you love, mm-hmm. but to a tool mm-hmm. that can change. I mean, performance optimized, right? To, to exactly. find to, I mean, save lives. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like what is? Imagine being able to give you the tools to be able to define meaning in mm-hmm. your life. Imagine mm-hmm. if we were able to give you tools to define your story in your life. As we know, the executive order is always looking, and your brain is always looking for that story. Where am sure, I here? Yeah. Narrative. Exactly, right? exactly, exactly. But can I just share real quick, just so people understand what happened? You asked a question that was very, very short and very succinct. You simply asked if you were to die, and, and you know, your sound, your, your you know, ability to hear is the last. Sense. sense to go what would you like to hear as the last thing and um this this you know friend and colleague of ours shared something very personal and it really moved her quite a bit and you could see and that it was you know equally a short answer as it was the question but it touched her you and she was really kind of willing to to let that happen to her and i thought that was absolutely wonderful and and i'm i was so impressed by her i Dilemma. That's brave, was, right? Yes, yeah, so I mean, brave. I mean, to, so she, brave. She, what's what, what's interesting is it's um the think of it as creating a stage, right? People creating. We talk about empathic empathic circles and empathic spaces, safe spaces, all that. Well, let's reframe that. Why don't we think about what do artists do? Mm. They pour their heart yeah. out, right? And that's when you go see of them, right? Of course, right? right? Yeah, and, and and it's not being authentic. People know and smell it, and they get disappointed. It's absolutely true. right. You do, yeah. do not want you do want to see. The last thing you want to see is an artist lie to you. That's yeah. why lip sync is so like that's that's a sin yeah. in our industry, right? Yeah, yeah. It goes to that point. So, so if you create a stage, right, and give give someone a microphone to, yeah. be able to express themselves, right, to be heard. I mean, that's what people are missing. Yeah, because I in, think in, that... in corporate settings, can you imagine that the most in Switzerland? Yeah. But I think I think it's that reciprocity, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's the it's the willingness to share. It's but it's also totally your willingness. I know I have to let you go on, but no, it's no. also totally your willingness to 
to let it touch you, right? I mean, the, the, an artist also lives from it, of course, from their audience, right? So it's it's equally vulnerable to let that music enter you, may, let it move you, let it let it do that. And I think that's also why you're saying like, thinks it's so horrible because we feel a little bit betrayed, maybe then, you know, like it, we we the, the the honesty of the exchange and the purity of the exchange, even though it's an unknowing exchange, right, is so pure. And I true. I, th I think that. I, I've, I've never received, I think people, I think there's a deficit in meaning mm. in across multiple disciplines. And I think there's two communities that, um, and there's beyond two communities, but I'm gonna, two communities that um, are very prolific at this, right? And one is the working class, mm -hmm. right? And, um, Two um, are, 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 you know, the people that are suffering. Of course, right? yeah. they're struggling yeah, yeah. because, and I'm talking about financially, right? Um, and when you struggle to find a meal that day, or you struggle to find water, you have to carry water a mile away, as you know. I have just people in my, you know, Mexico where I where I come from, with I still have this problem, and and. Uh, you know, they don't have a deficit of meaning, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because when you have to work that hard, there's, you've defined your meaning, right? Mm -hmm. you, you, mm -hmm. you, you're, there's, there's, there's a level of, there is a level of fulfillment there by necessity. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you're able to give equally in parallel, someone a voice, the deficit is people need to be heard and they're not giving the right spaces to be heard. Mm. So, so in my my eyes, I think that we're we can provide and teach people how to give them spaces to be heard, provide yeah. spaces, teach people how to provide and 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 help others to be heard, and that was all I think I did. Is I just gave her space, created a space where it was safe for her to be heard. Yeah, right. Mm. And and that was the trigger. Mm. Um, but but that's what I want to help the world see. Mm. Is that that's what creatives can teach us. Mm. I just. I'm, I'm, I'm unique in the sense that I can articulate this very well, right? And that's been the challenge for me. Right? But with that ability, I hope to collaborate with interesting, extraordinary people so we may solve these global issues. Right? Mm -hmm. My little version of, of my story is, is maybe I can use these tools and teach other people who may be able to help me solve or, or help themselves solve these global issues. Yeah. One thought leadership at a time. I have no doubt that you will. I mean, even the conversation on, you know, the limited time that we have, it feels like it's years of enriching insights and nuances. I'm very sad that I have to let you go, Fernando. I could continue this for hours. I, I am wonderful to talk to you. Well, I'm honored. Really. It's, and it's I'm incredibly grateful. enriching. Thank it, you so much. Thank you. It's been an honor. And uh, I, I think what you're doing here is extraordinary. Thank and you. I, I'm, I'm, again, I am. Be, I'm as candid as I can be when I say it's my mind's blown as when I walked into this building. So thank you for having me. Oh my God, thank you for being here and so generously th sharing all of these thoughts. And thank you guys for listening. I really hope that you will just rewind and listen to this many times because I think the nuggets of this were just incredible. And uh, yeah, we'll be back for more soon. Thanks all for listening. Bye. <laughs>